0: the podcast that is here for us to enjoy the merry walk around the world of therapeutics. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. It's a wonderful Friday, end of the week for you guys, I hope, and I hope you've got a great weekend planned. Um, It is a really good month actually. We're now into the middle of November already, which means that the newsletter for Cornerstone Therapies which is my practice studio is out tomorrow so go sign up do the thing um cornerstonetherapies.co.uk you can find out about all we do here at the practice studio here in Godalming in Surrey and if you want to become part of the family here and book in for therapy feel free the booking site is there for a booking request if you'd like it Um, And I would just head it up that it is a request for the time. (laughs) We've had, um, I do sometimes need to shuffle it. So if you book online, it'd be great to hear from you. We can arrange that for you and get you booked in so we can help. It's a beautiful day. We're recording on a, a classic autumn day. There's some gray clouds, white clouds, blue sky, loads of sun. It's showery, it's sunny, it's everything. And yeah, it's a beautiful day. So I hope you're enjoying yours. As we come into this time of year, I have to say this morning was the first time where I really noticed that I was up way before the sun, like an hour and a half before the sun decided to throw the duvet off. And I know I'll be going home in the dark as well. So we're into that really kind of winter, get your head down, get through it, kind of no Sundays. And if you were following us last year on the podcast, you'll know that Winter is a tough time for me, I'm I'm not quite there with it, but I have found some tips and tricks around it to help me through it that I was going to share with you today. And the podcast, the theme is just a general studio catch-up today. So we're going to be looking at some themes about what clients are going through here at the studio, as well as what I'm finding to help through life as well. And yeah, just have a general catch-up and hello, really. And the first one I wanted to share with you was something called um, color blocking. Color blocking, I've been sharing with quite a few clients, actually, who have come into the studio and said, how on earth do I organize my life right now? Everything's in chaos. The world's gone a bit pitong and it's just not working. And I feel overwhelmed. I'm trying to do a million and one things. Can't get it in the diary. How do you do it? And I can't thank google calendar enough for this whoever created the system that you use for google calendar i just want to give a shout out to the developers for them because you can give and i know many other calendars do this for you and some people choose to do this on paper with colored pencils however you do it this is how i've personally organized my time color blocking is where you get your day and it's shoved into hours and you can color block different events so for me classically any appointments that I have with clients is banana yellow any personal time I have for either sewing or knitting is flamingo pink any time that I have for uh, writing or media creative work if it's writing it's a light blue if it's podcast recording it's ultramarine blue If I'm out with friends, it's a mint green and I can basically look at my life throughout the week and I know what I'm doing by the colours it is. And even on days off, I will colour block. So if I'm doing my creative writing homework for my Wednesday evening classes, then that will be a light blue on a Sunday morning with a cup of coffee. And then after that will be flamingo pink for some sewing, some knitting, some crafting, whatever I'm doing. And so I get a really good visual input of what I'm doing. And I have a couple couple of clients who are taking this practice on at the moment. And they're finding it really interesting. I think it takes around about two months to do it. But, and also you work out where you're most productive. So actually I wake up at about 5.36 in the morning and I have a really creative splurge in my head early in the morning. So I've been able to put kind of like, My writing time, my light blue time, um, often is in the mornings before work. And I'm at work, banana yellow. And then in the evenings, if I'm climbing, you know, that's purple, then I can see how many times I'm climbing in a week or doing whatever. And I can run all the way through with that. So colour blocking is something I will offer to you. No doubt someone has explained it way better than I have on YouTube. But if you go and search on any engine, do the thing. I would really advise it, especially right now, because I tell you what, at 5.30 this morning when I was getting up to make sure I was here for my first client at 8, I was not feeling it. And if I hadn't got my kind of to-do list already in my colour block for the morning... I don't know if I would have got to work on time, I'm not going to lie. So um, color blocking for your diary, definitely something that we look at here at Cornerstone Therapies. And people will often say to me, why are you giving advice on that? It's hardly therapeutic. I would beg to differ. I think an organized life with regular routines and a really kind of like clear way of seeing your life allows you to have a lot of fun in that, actually. So you can see where you've got time, where you can go out and meet friends, go to the pub, do whatever you do, go and do a quiz, board game night, whatever your thing is. But it allows you to plan in that stuff. It takes the stress away. And my life has to be peaceful. I have to be able to take a deep breath know where I am and be okay with you know the pace of life so color blocking get your life in a little bit of order over the autumn and winter and by the springtime you won't feel as if you've been hit by a train and you will have been able to succeed in a lot of stuff that can just get lost in wasted time and that goes along with what we were saying last week actually about kind of like Make sure you're tapping into social media, but in a healthy manner. So if you want to take that social media detox that we were talking about last week on the podcast, book that in, you know, say, okay, this week from Sunday to Sunday, I'm not going on social media. I'll put it out there on my stories so people know I'm okay, but I'm just not gonna be here right now and then park it and pick it up a week later. So yes, color blocking is a big thing here at the studio right now. Um, the other theme that is coming in is kind of like back pain. And I was hesitant to put this into the podcast, actually, because back pain can be really boring when you hear about it or read about it. But actually, we lose more time in the UK, um, work time through back pain than almost anything else and is a real concern. And the thing that I have noticed lately that is becoming a problem with this is that there are increasing amounts of people contacting me for appointments at Cornerstone Therapies with lower back pain and hips. And I just wanted to break this down into two things that I've noticed in the last month that people have come with. So for women, we need to really talk about hormones and inflammation around your hips and your pelvis. And I know that Davina McCall is doing an amazing job along with a lot of other uh, gynecologists and women and doctors and consultants about perimenopause and menopause. Hook into that and them for all the information for it that you need. But here at the studio, we keep it really neat and easy. Hormones will cause inflammation at different times through your hip and pelvis, I would always suggest that if you are noticing lower back pain coming and going, start diarising it. So go back to Google Calendar, choose a colour, colour block it at the top. So you've got an you can note where your pain is. So you can then look back and say, oh, three weeks ago I I had the same pain. And then, oh, six weeks ago, I had the same pain. Then it was then three weeks ago, and now it's here. So we've got a really nice fluid story. And then we can start linking it in with other signs, symptoms, that maybe you need a hormone check, or maybe you need to hook in with your GP and get a scan, see how you are, see how your general wellness is in your hips and your pelvis. So do not belittle lower back pain. Always, It's always the body trying to tell you something. Yes, you may have overstretched when moving a flower pot in the garden, but also it can be a sign of something else going on. So always hook in with your healthcare provider. Always make sure you're talking with your gynecologist, general practitioners, and just making sure you're fit and easy, ready to go. And the more you communicate with them... As you hit perimenopause and you go through your last menopause, then you will be able to say, yes, this has been tracked really well. This is where we need to increase different HRTs. This is where we need to change medication. And it helps us communicate better with people who can really help us. So really don't struggle with lower back pain on your own. There's no need. So yes, it can absolutely be helped with massage and touch therapy and physical rehab, but also we need other practitioners around us to make sure that that's actually what we're treating and we're not treating an inflammation um, cycle that is there that needs to be checked and balanced. Also, in general, um, lower backs are just looking a little weak at the moment. Um, I was treating a guy the other day and he had just been sitting down a lot. He had just, you know, work piled up 12 hours a day in front of the computer. And what I, what I do notice, which is kind of a hangover from our times in lockdown and COVID, is that people are still working from home and we will be doing from now on and I think that is a really healthy thing to do if people are freed from the grind of the commute I think all hail that I mean really who needs to do that um but what I have seen is that it is stopping people moving in the micro movements we talk a lot about walking cycling to the train station that's gone for a lot of people walking to the office you know walking around to meetings the water the classic water cooler conversations that kind of thing going out for lunch it's it can all become very concentrated at home whereas you would normally have regular up and down times at the office going to see other people you don't have that at home I think that the one thing that I would say is that businesses need to be a bit better at this and understanding that the healthcare needs for their employees has changed and the encouragement of wellness at home. I think there does need to be conversations more with bosses to say, actually, you know, at 1130, I just need half an hour off, go for a walk, come back. And then have lunch and then kind of like finish at a regular time. Don't allow working from home to bleed into home life and also don't allow it to affect your health and well-being. Because every time we walk, we actually help strengthen our lower backs. So even if you're still going to the gym, 12 hours sitting at home can be really detrimental. So again, it's down to basics: it's getting up and going for a walk, but also. Asking your company if they can provide standing desks and making sure you're standing whilst you're having a meeting. Those micro inputs into the body really stack up. And I think often clients are quite surprised when I start talking about this because they're expecting me to say, oh, go to the gym more or go climbing, go swimming, whatever it is, go do jujitsu, whatever your sports. But actually, I'm really interested in those micro movements, your, your daily habits during work and play with your family and friends at the weekend. We need that to be a very comprehensive way of movement because otherwise your lower back, your back, your shoulders, it's just going to get into a lot of chaos. So always check with that. I think there's a lot of um, guys seeking help with whether they should do yoga and Pilates as well. I've noticed an uptick with um, men asking me that here at the studio. I would say go for either. I personally prefer Pilates. If you're, if you have a, a problem i think pilates is much more effective for rehab and we've got a great pilates movement studio here in godalming and they use the reformers and cadillacs so you get that resistance strength and training as well rather than the map based work, which is, is effective, but I actually really like the sprung loaded resistance work for clients. So hook in with a good Pilates session, make sure you're working with a really well qualified instructor and get going with that. Yoga. I personally use for yin yoga. I've talked about that a lot here on the podcast Yin yoga I use more for fascia release, so it's a different kind of thing. But if you're looking for lower back strengthening, controlling without completely overusing your core, which is another problem I see is people have just overused their core too much now. They can't let it go. Um, I think Pilates really helps to regulate that. So, yeah, if you're suffering from lower back pain, check in with your (laughs) with your physical rehab therapists, your general practitioners um, in your medical centers. And, yeah, I would definitely go for Pilates with that. Also, you can listen to Maya Taylor, who was on our podcast last year. She was a wonderful interview with her um, talking about her passion for Pilates. So go go check that out. Um the final one I want to look at today is a lot of head and neck pain has been coming in at Cornerstone in two different guises. There's the there's one that's becoming even more prevalent than normal. Usually I see it a couple of times a week on the couch, but it's hitting like six, seven times a week on the couch, and that's jaw pain. So these these are headaches that kind of like your jaw, your your temporary mandibular joint your jaw joint so just by if you put your fingers just before your ears and open your mouth you can feel that joint working and it can cause headaches into the temporal bone so that lovely bone above your ears so it's all kind of like side of head work and I find people are really grinding their teeth a lot and people coming to me from different dental practices as well going I'm grinding my teeth but I'm getting headaches and they've suggested um, soft tissue work and we work a lot on the cheeks, so the masseter muscle that goes from your cheekbone underneath your chin, and um, all the all the work in the head and the neck as well. I tend to find this comes from generalized stress, tension, and anxiety, which we work on a lot here anyway. But also just the release of the jaw and the lowering of the tongue and making sure that the the face is looked after really well headaches can just be all-consuming and especially when they tip into migraines they can be a couple of days in bed easy for people and if we can ease that off with some soft tissue work some really concentrated work with the pterygoids which are the muscles at the back of the jaw and they help uh, jaw deviation so when your jaw goes to side to side they work in opposition and we can do a lot of work there but they cause a lot of pain if they're an issue and also we work the throats here at Cornerstone Therapies. The front of the th- throat is an interesting one. I'm treating a tracheostomy scar at the moment. And we forget that the throat is actually the front of the neck. Um, <laughs> sounds obvious when you say it, but o- also not. Um, your neck has a back and a front, and the front consists of the throat. And so we do a lot of throat work here at Cornerstone. We do a lot of singing lessons. We do a lot of voice exercises to get the muscles going. Do a lot of work to release the hyoids, both supra and infrahyoids, and we make sure that the breathing is controlled because that that scalene work that we look at with breathing and releasing the brachial plexus in the chest. Um, that can cause a lot of arm pain actually and we release that through breath work singing work and we do a lot of rolling of the tongue as well to release the jaw itself so we do a lot of face work at the moment and I've I I love it actually I think it's a really interesting part of the pathologies here at Cornerstone Therapies that isn't looked at enough but yeah I've been really enjoying getting my hands in there and and helping people out uh, in different ways so yeah for after tracheotomy surgeries or dental work, basic teeth grinding, stress and tension, everything in between. It's been a really interesting part of the work here this season, actually. And it's certainly not something I've seen much. So yeah, thank you for offering that so if you're coming in with that. It's um, definitely made me also go back to the books and see what new research is coming out about it and new techniques. One that I really like is how you can Literally get your fingers on or just near the, the TM joint. And as you stretch the muscle and ask clients to open and close their mouth, you can get really minute but very precise muscle and fascia release on that. And it's been really helping people. So, yeah, that's what we're seeing on the couch a lot. Back pain and neck and jaw and face pain. And it's been an absolute honor to help people through that process. And it's an honor to be with you every Friday. So I just want to say thank you to Jeremy, our producer from jeremywalker.media, who is here with us and makes this thing happen. Um, I'd like to say thank you to you for listening. I hope you have a fantastic week. And if I'm seeing you in the studio, I can't wait to welcome you in. Can't wait to welcome you here on Therapy and When next week. Thank you for liking, subscribing, following and sharing and we'll be with you soon. Have a blessed one. Bye.